Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Manfred Mann with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, how's it going? Hey, remember me? No. I think. Well, Were you get- the guy with the vacation count or the uh, retirement countdown? Why, in fact, Steve, I am. I got 2,959 days left to go. Well, there you go. And I may uh, have to take some extra time off to, to to speed it up a little bit. Well, you know what? Uh, I can only handle you at four-day increments at a time, and then I'll be on vacation this weekend. Ooh, this is going to be a long couple of years if this is the case. Uh, 79 for a high today, but rainy all day long. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Wait till you hear what we got going on the show today. Well, we got a little... Uh, we got a little am I the a-hole. We'll, okay. uh, we'll do some of that. And then uh, we'll talk about things. And Fair enough. And that. Fair enough. All right. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I've been off for a couple of days, so I don't know what's been going on around here. And uh, I'm sure I'll get caught up at some point by Thursday or Friday, just about the time that you have to go on vacation. Lots of hijinks and lots of debauchery. Perfect. That, that's what we did. Always happy to step in the middle yeah. of that. 536. Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock102.com. The tune-in app. And your smart... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, Mostly cloudy today with rain showers throughout the day and a high of 79. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 84. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Wayne Brady can act and sing and host and improvise. He's as versatile as performers get, but it turns out he's also versatile in the sack. Let me grab a pen and paper so I can write this down. Yeah, he, uh, he just came out as a pansexual. Really? See, I always thought that was, uh, you know, kind of using uh, Pam cooking spray as a lubrication. No, that's, in, uh, that's that's Pam, not Pam. Oh, Pam sexual. So I'm not. I'm. That's not. A, I'm not a Pam sexual. No, it's it's uh, yeah. Pan, not Pam. Yeah, he says, uh, "quote To me, Pan means being able to be attracted to anyone who identifies as gay, straight, bi, transsexual, or non-binary. Being able to be attracted across the board." And I think for at least me right now, that is the proper place. He's 51 years old, and he is down for all of it, baby. <laughs> he likes it all. Well, good for him. You know, why uh, Why eliminate 50% of the menu? What about uh, Madge with the dishpan hands? Is you're, that, uh... you're soaking in it. Yeah, you yeah, are soaking, you are in, soaking it. in it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, here's something really sad. Sandra Bullock's longtime boyfriend, Brian Randall, has died after a three-year battle with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. He was 57 years old. Terrible. The uh, family asked for privacy to, quote, grieve and to come to terms with the impossibility of saying goodbye to Brian. Randall was a photographer, and he and Sandra first met when she hired him to take pictures of her adopted son, Louis, in January of 2015. They started dating soon after. So they were there together for about eight years. In an interview in 2021, Sandra called him, quote, the love of my life. That is a uh, that is a horrible, horrible, long, drawn-out yeah. disease where you basically lose all of your muscle. Uh, you can't move. You become 
Like, no, nah, we've we've we've, uh, we've lost a lot of people. Yeah, that I've known personally that uh, that have had it, and it is the cruel, cruel disease. Uh, when you hear Paul Rubin's name, you probably think of him as just Pee Wee Herman. Well, MovieWeb.com wants you to remind you of his other memorable uh, roles. Uh, he was Locke in The Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Okay. Uh, drug dealer Derek Real in Blow. He actually did. I thought that was a pretty good performance. Vampire Amelin and Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 1992. This is not. This is the movie, not the Sarah Michelle Gellar TV series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Penguin's father, Tucker Cobblepot, in Batman Returns. I didn't know he was in that. <laughs> I have no recollection of that at all. Uh, Buck Lafarge in Dunstan Checks In. I never saw that one. The Spleen in Mystery Men. I didn't see that one either. The Weirdos mm. in... I have to go watch all of these Paul Rubens movies. Let's have a Paul Ruben movie-thon. I'd be just as happy watching the Pee Wee Herman stuff. Would you like to go to an adult theater and hang out with me and we can watch uh, all of these films? Who's sitting ahead, uh, in the fro- ahead of us? Uh, the guy across the hall. No, thanks. All right. Uh, Patrolman <laughs> Rick on <laughs> Reno 911 and Vampire Paul on What We Do in the Shadows. Pretty, uh, pretty versatile actor. He had, yeah. uh, it wasn't just that crazy. But the problem character. is, whenever you saw him in something, you didn't say, "Hey, look, that's Paul Rubin." You say, "Hey, look, that's Pee Wee Herman." Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, st- uh, celebrities recently got together to film a new fundraising TV special for Stand Up to Cancer. It'll include appearances by Jessica Biel, Justin Timberlake, Elizabeth Banks, Ken Jong, Don Cheadle, and Julianne Moore. Ooh, I like Julianne Moore. I'd like to see more of her. Yes, she'd like to see less of me. But that's <laughs> you probably will. Katie Couric says, quote, We had a pared-down, lower-key celebration this year because of the strike. It was an incredibly moving hour, highlighting inspiration, patient stories, saluting the brilliant scientist, and reaffirming our motto that this is where the end of cancer begins. The special will also include comedy sketches and musical performances from past shows because you can't write new ones if they're all on strike. Right. It'll air on all the major networks on Saturday, August 19th at 8 p.m. So, unless unless the strike ends today. Right. Which I don't think it will. I don't think it is either. Ryan Gosling's Barbie song I'm Just Ken debuts at number 87 this week and that makes Ryan the 15th member of the Mickey Mouse Club to chart on the Hot 100. This that goes must a- piss off like legitimate musicians who are struggling to get their songs in the top 25 well you know it's it goes by popularity and who's downloading and who's who's buying no stuff. i know but if you're like pouring your heart and soul into making your own music and yeah here's ryan gosling uh in a, on a, in a, in singing a song he didn't write this in ta- a movie that you don't want to see well it's pretty much a lot of songs that are on the hot 100 don't even uh aren't written by the people who sing them <sighs> Uh, this goes all the way back to the original Mickey Mouse Club in the 50s. The OG of that cast, Annette Funicello, had 10 hits between 1959 and 1961. I like Beach Blanket Bingo. That was a good one. That's the name of the game. That's probably the best one she was in. Including the uh, top 10 hits Tall Paul and Odio oh Mio. Do you remember Odio oh Mio? I don't remember that one. See, no. I remember this because my mother had all of these Annette Funicello albums. Really? Yeah. Probably collectibles now. And she knew her from the Mickey Mouse Club. Sure. I knew her as the Skippy Mom. Right. So I I, I remember uh, when they were rerunning the old Mouseketeers. Yeah. And yeah, there she was. I remember my dad saying, "Boy, she grew up to be something." Yes, yeah, she did. She did. 
She was a good-looking lady. Oh, yeah, she was. Uh, they, they, let's see. Johnny Crawford and Paul Peterson are the other originals who made the charts. Albert Fields, Tiffany Hale, Chase Hampton, Dee Dee Mango. I don't even know who these people are. The all-new Mickey Mouse Club formed a group called The Party in the early 90s. They had four big, big hits, the biggest being In My Dreams. I don't remember this at all. No. And you're usually pretty dialed into that stuff. Well, especially 90s stuff, because I, I watched a lot of TV. Sure. And ate a lot of emotions, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that is weird that I, that I didn't, uh, I don't recognize that. Beyonce's show at FedEx Field in D.C. on Sunday night was delayed due to a massive lightning storm. Because it ran late, she paid $100,000 to keep the metro trains running an hour past closing so fans could get home. Wow. She paid for that? I'm sure it came out of the other till. Sure did. Yeah, I don't think they have money for that. Hey, by the way, Kim Kardashian uh, broke her shoulder. No kidding. Yeah. Show us that's something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a bone crack was when I took wiener daps from the pelvic porridge pot and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five with Ray J, of course. <laughs> I didn't mention him, but he was there. It's it's naturally it's assumed. Just, you just, he's there. You and Kaylin? Uh, well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once pumped her like a Texas oil rig. A little fornication vacation, if you will. What What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we spent the afternoon listening to Busta Himes. <laughs> Busta Himes, Busta Busts. The cherry poppin' daddies were next. <laughs> Remember those guys? I do. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Journey. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. It's Rock 102, your vacation station destination. <laughs> it's amazing how much uh, vacation time we're able to squeeze into one three-month block of time. But well, uh, we're cramming it all in. Well, I'm glad you got some time off to yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really felt uh, good to kind of get away yeah. from it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in a good four days, and then I'm gonna, uh, I'm done at the end of the week. I'll take another week off. You know, the last time I took vacation, it was um, Fourth of July week, mm-hmm. and someone around here says, "Oh, how was your vacation?" I said, "Oh, it was great." He said, "What did you do?" I said, "We did absolutely nothing," and they looked at me like, "Well, you had to have done something." Yeah, and I say, "Never underestimate, underestimate." the ability of a Baxendale to get nothing done for an extended period of time. We we yeah. we handle inactivity and laziness like some artists work in clay and in oils. I mean, it's it's almost an Olympic event. You're sitting there feeding each other like two manatees on a couch. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, where, toss, that's what we become. Toss me one of those Cheetos with the jalapenos in it. You know, it, we were up in New Hampshire. And uh, we got a recommendation from a friend of ours who said, oh, you got to go to this one place for dinner. You got you to love it. It's a great place. And, and, so, uh, and so on that recommendation, we were th- it was like one night we didn't want to cook our, on our own. So we decided, okay, let's, let's go based on that guy's recommendation. You ever go on someone's recommendation for a place that they absolutely love and you find yourself absolutely hating it? Yes, I've done that uh, pretty much anytime anybody recommends anything to yeah. me. Yeah, well, that would be like if someone recommended, oh, you got to try this place called Applebee's. You're right, right, yeah. yeah. Try, uh, try uh, Friendly's. You'll be blown uh, away by the service. Listen, the cheeseburger egg rolls at Applebee's are to die for. Because <laughs> like, you'll, like, you'll, you'll die, die while you're waiting right, for them to right, be served right. to you. So we get to, there was this place called, um, <clears throat> see, I don't even know if 
Can I mention it? Should I mention it? I don't even know if I should mention it by name. Where is it? Is it around it's here? In, no, it's, it was in New Hampshire. Then mention it. Dave. Okay, so it, there's a bunch of places in, in uh, on Hampton Beach right. that are like these fried seafood, you know, lobster pound type of places. Now, I like yeah. a good lobster like anybody else, right? So mm-hmm. I thought, so, so we thought, all right, we'll go to this one place, okay? And this guy we know says, oh, you got to try Brown's Lobster Pool. You got to go. And I said, okay. So we go. And usually a name like that indicates uh, that sounds like a, a good lobster place. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's got yeah. you know, lobster pool. Right. It's either a lobster pound, a lobster shack, or a lobster pool. Pool, pound, or shack. Those are your choices. Did somebody else take the word tank that they couldn't use that? I haven't seen any lobster tank, but I think they that kind of takes away the idea that these were fresh caught. Yeah, because if you say pool, I mean, uh, that could be associated with cesspool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much. Uh, pool, very much like that. Pool of blood. Um, so it's one of these places where you 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 walk up to a window, mm-hmm. you order, they give you a ticket, and then you wait. Now they have like a dining hall yeah, over yeah. to the side, and there's loads of tables, and this place is always jammed. It's always always crowded. Sounds like a summer house or a malicious or something like that. Where yeah, you, you have good. Now there's food. a there's another place uh, literally across the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marky's Lobster Pound. We've been there. We probably should have gone back. Mm-hmm. We went to this other place. Now, you can try to imagine. Uh, there's a line of people, probably like 30 people deep. And we think, well, look, we're here. Let's just let's just go with yeah. it. So we order our, we finally get to the window. I order my food. There's 500 people working in this place. And I'm waiting outside for the for the food. Jenny's inside waiting for, for me to arrive with a tray full mm-hmm. of a grub. 900 people working inside. It took 45 minutes. What? Yes, 45 minutes for me to get my food. Now, I had number 87, and they were working on number 71. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, I'm, you're only talking like, you know, 16 people ahead of me. Well, what did you order? A bowl of chowder. Yeah. Uh, fried clam strips. Uh-huh. And onion rings. That's it. That's I thought it. you were gonna tell me like you ordered a lobster roll and they cook it fresh and it takes time now, to for them to steam it and all that. That's like I, that I, uh, Petro seafood down there. I Memphis. wasn't really thinking uh, like I wanted a lot of food. Yeah. Just, I, I just had like I had like chowder on my on my mind and that's what I wanted to have. Forty five minutes I waited for it. Finally wait. Finally get. The, they finally call my number and you know. I, for like a good fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. not a single order you know, was was presented to anybody. Right. So it's like, what are they all doing in there? I mean, I can smell the fried food. I can smell something going on, but they're not like making new chowder. Okay. They're just pouring a chowder into a bowl, and that's it. Yeah, and onion, that's all I require. And, uh, and onion rings and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, clam strips. Clam strips. Yeah, fried stuff. Waiting forever. Yeah. So we finally get them. Uh, I bring them to the table, and it was awful. You know, like, you have any idea how hard it is to screw up an onion ring? You take onions, right? And you dip them in batter. You, you dip them in batter, and then you put them in fried grease, and you pull them out of the fried grease, and you put them in a little tray. Was it the taste, or was it the... What, the you ever have them like the batter doesn't stick to the onion? Oh, And yeah. the batter isn't completely... It's like it's like soft and mushy. You know why? Because they didn't freeze them. Be, that, there was a trick to that that uh, I heard, that if you freeze the onion before you batter it, then the right. batter stays on better. Well, I think if your whole job is to be the guy that that fries the food, 
then you would think that the more you do it, the better you got. Yeah. And that was not the case here. It was absolutely, uh, it was gross. We didn't even finish it. You didn't? We didn't even finish How it. How much did that cost you for the three items that you got there? <laughs> uh, it's going to be ridiculous. What is it? 68 bucks. Yeah. For onion rings, chowder, and clam strips was $68? Uh, Jenny ordered a ginger ale. Oh, well, that pushed her. That, right put, over it o- yeah, that yeah, put it I, over I, the top. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. You didn't mention the ginger ale. I, yeah. I, 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 my mind was somewhere else. Yeah. I, I want you to ma- Canada Dry? In fact, it was, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, it, was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a sweatshot well, ginger yeah, like ale. A, like, like a, a Seagram's. Or, or, like that. or yeah. Seagram's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, no, garbage. garbage. No, I can see where that would come in handy. Yeah, 68 bucks. For food that was that we didn't we couldn't even finish. That's a that's ridiculous. I know it, it's ridiculous that you pay that. I wouldn't mind paying that much for stuff if it was good. If yeah. it's like really good and go okay, you know what? It was sixty eight bucks, but hey, the uh, the clam strips there were fantastic. You're not even saying that. You know why I didn't yeah. uh, get the uh, the lobster roll? What? This is criminal. I don't know what it is about New England, but they, they, it's if you serve a lobster roll at a restaurant, yeah. If you're going to charge somebody 30 bucks for a lobster roll, yeah. it better damn be a fine lobster roll. You're in New England. It's not that hard to make a lobster roll. No. But it's really easy to charge someone nine times what it's worth. It's a hot dog bun and a lobster you can buy at a big Y for like seven bucks, yeah. and boom, you got yourself a lobster roll. That's not 30 bucks worth of effort. It's barely a $30 sandwich, and yet they have the audacity to charge you for that. That's why I didn't get it, because the... Uh, the the price was uh, outrageous, Out- as opposed to the three things I got for sixty eight bucks. Sixty eight dollars, right? That's outrageous. Yeah, about a thirty dollar sandwich. Yeah, that's outrageous. Uh, it's amazing how much you know uh, people charge for things and then not deliver on the quality. The funny thing about it is, is they will say, "Well, these these are made fresh. We're right on the water." I said, in, in my mind, I think, well, then it shouldn't really be that much. Listen, work for you to catch these things. You just have to, you know, lift the latch on the on the floor and you know literally pull it out of the ocean. No, there's that's that's the misconception that there's a guy stand that there's a guy going out every morning going I'm picking up clams. You know, he's going out in the uh, the, the the what do they call those things? Uh, um, like logs. A, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, when the tide goes out and then they can go collect all the clams and all that stuff. Sure. There's no guy doing that. They're get it's a restaurant supply company. They're probably getting. You know, cases and cases of of clam strips that they're just all they're doing is frying. You ever? And the other thing is that, that to wait forty five minutes for this, yeah. and and there's when I tell you there's like forty five people outside waiting for their food. That's not really an exaggeration, right? And everyone's at the point now where they're all looking at each other, like what what's what's going on here? Everyone seems to be very busy inside, but no food is coming out. Yeah, what what? So I wonder. They must, something must have happened in the kitchen. Something must have gotten. Yeah, but uh, usually, if there's a, if if something going on in the kitchen and you can see the kitchen, yeah. you can usually see what the problem is. And you couldn't see what the there problem there was no, there was no, there was no, there was no apparent issue. It just, it was just, it just total inactivity. Well, listen, Bax, you're on the ocean. Life is a lot slower up there on the seas. People want to relax, you know, and uh, take their time. They, they don't want it. They don't. I know, but if I want to go out and have uh, dinner someplace, I don't want to be overcharged for terrible food and bad service. That would be like the antithesis of why I'd want to go out in the first place. Yeah. You know, I would have been better off just going to a gas station and buying like an egg salad sandwich and some Slim Jims. 
that would have probably been a bit probably, better treat. Probably would have been a well, would have better meal. It was called the lobster pool again. What was the name? Browns lob uh, Browns lobster pool. I think it was Browns lobster Brown. pool. Yeah, more, not good. No, more like uh, Browns lobster sweatshop. Honestly, yeah. I, if I were a lobster, I'd be insulted to be caught by those people. Absolutely, It'd be absolute tragedy. So I'd much rather go to Markey's across the street. They know how to deal with a dead lobster carcass and not charge an arm and leg for it. This is why I'm heading to the 7-Eleven on vacation. <clears throat> Smart idea. Yeah, you get a lot better meal. 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You have an office? 628 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 79 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 84. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, a round of Am I the A-Hole coming up after uh, 7 o'clock and some other stuff too. Uh, do you want to do a joke today or what? Sure. All right. Uh, I don't know if I have one, but we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can do this. Here we go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. What do you call an overweight Nazi? I don't know, Steve. What do you call an overweight Nazi? A wide supremacist. <laughs> Because yes. they're racist, right? Yeah, and right. They're yes. also fat. Oh, that's yes, yes of course. Yeah, 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 no, yeah that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's clear. 631. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to say with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food, it's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y. Today, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Chicopee Police Department is investigating a stabbing that took place at the Shell gas station on West Street on Sunday. According to Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, the Chicopee Police Department was sent to the 90 block of West Street at 3 p.m. for a reported stabbing. When officers arrived, they discovered a man suffering from an apparent stab wound. He was taken to Bay State where he died from his injuries. Detectives from the Chicopee Police Department and the Mass State Police Detective Unit assigned to the Hamden DA's office along with the Hamden DA's murder unit, are investigating. This is uh, surprisingly an update because mm. Sunday into Monday, it just said police were investigating the area and the shell station is closed. That had happened Sunday afternoon. It was now 7 o'clock on Monday morning. The shell station had been open for quite some time. Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I didn't even know where West Street was. It was, that was the gas station that they had the standoff with the guy years ago, remember? Right, yes. And yeah. uh, Brendan Moynihan was out there showing all the tactical operations that the police were doing mm -hmm. while the guy was probably watching TV. And they probably told yeah. him not to do that yeah, because- Yeah, they told uh, him to get the cameras the hell out of here because yeah. uh, we don't want to give our secrets away. Ah, man, that was a good time. It was a good time. The uh, Springfield police are investigating a deadly shooting on Sunday night. According to Ryan Walsh, at around 7.45 p.m., officers were called to the intersection of Hancock and Union Streets for a report of a gunshot victim. An adult man was found suffering from a gunshot wound and taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. The investigation is being conducted by the Homicide Unit and the, uh, the DA's Murder Unit. If you have any information on the incident... Uh, you're asked to call the Springfield uh, Detective Bureau or anonymously text a tip. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice has taken over an investigation into allegations that hundreds of Connecticut state troopers may have submitted false information on thousands of traffic infractions to racial profiling board data and uh, that made it appear 
Uh, Police were pulling over more white drivers than they were, the state's top prosecutor said. Chief State Attorney Patrick Griffin uh, told the uh, said on Thursday told news station on Thursday that the DOJ asked his office to suspend its investigation, which was ordered by Governor Ned Lamont because it's doing its own probe. I agreed with that decision, Griffin said in taping for the station's uh, weekend news show this week in Connecticut. I think DOJ brings the tools and resources necessary to conduct the investigation. On the one hand, on the other, I think that the investigation will be thorough, and I think that it will be independent. Griffin confirmed the information in the statement to the Associated Press on Friday. Civil rights groups had raised questions about the objectivity of the uh, investigation being conducted by Griffin's office, which works with the state police on criminal cases. In addition to the Justice Department inquiry, an independent investigation ordered by Lamont is already being led by former Connecticut U.S. Attorney Deidre Daly, who now works in a private law practice. The Justice Department did not return an email seeking comment. The Connecticut U.S. Attorney's Office and state police officials declined to comment on Friday. Uh, in that audit, data analysis of the University of Connecticut said they had a high degree of confidence that more than 300 of 1,300 troopers reviewed submitted false and inaccurate ma- information on at least 26,000 and as many as 58,500 traffic stop infractions between 2014 and 2020. <laughs> <laughs> The researchers believe the infractions were never actually given to drivers. Yeah, eventually, if you're writing fake tickets, eventually the state's going to go, wait a minute, we haven't recovered any of the money? I mean, you're always going to have a percentage of people who don't show up to court and, you know, get warrants out for their license or, you know, their arrests or whatever like that. But to have 26,000 of them not even exist. You're going to notice that 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 income isn't there. I don't don't know how anyone figures they're going to get away with this over a period of time. Because, I mean, you're absolutely right. If if the state is expecting that that, uh, these fines are going to get paid uh, and nothing ever shows up, I would think that'd be a major red flag. All right. You know what? This probably started with one guy. Yeah. One guy said, hey, you know what? This will, uh, if I just write a ticket and say this guy's white, then that will balance out my equal opportunity pullovers that I've had today. Yeah. So if I had five people who were a people of color that I pulled over, uh, write this one uh, fake one, and it's part of the, uh, you know, the, the percentage of, of what I'm giving out. And then, uh, you know, they're sitting around the barracks, they're doing Barracks stuff. What do you do in a barracks? Uh, you barricade, uh, you barracuda, you yeah. do any, any number of those things. I think they got gyms and all that stuff in there. They're all lifting weights and like showing each other how strong they can be. And uh, hey, look at this. Uh, look, look how much I can lift. I, I think can, they got a, a ticket writing table. I can, I can bench press 100 pounds right over my head, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what they're doing. And then the other guy goes, hey, man, uh, you know, this equal opportunity thing, uh, this is really dragging me down. And the guy goes, hey, you know what? This is what I did last week. And the guy goes, that's a brilliant idea. And Nobody then he does would it. ever know. Yep. And then he yep. does it. And then he's telling all his buddies. And then all of a sudden, you got 300 troopers all doing the same thing uh, after seven years. Well, that's, and, you know, yeah. think, think about, that's happened in Massachusetts. Happened with the uh, the Turnpike Authority when the, you know dudes in the booth were like pocketing a few bucks here and there. You had yeah. that. Then all of a sudden, you got a bunch of state troopers uh putting in extra overtime and never worked or doing some yeah. no-show jobs or what have you. If this one guy had just kept his mouth shut, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Of course, you still would have had the 
unfortunate uh, racial skew of who was getting those tickets. But hey, you know, you do know, what you got to do. I have a hard time, uh, like, taking anything from here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to d- describe that. Like, I wouldn't be able to defraud this place. Not like, easily. Just, but I'm just saying, like, in a moral aspect, like, yeah, there's probably plenty of things you could do in order to skim off the top or make some extra money somehow. Sure. But eventually you'd get caught because they do audits and they look at numbers and all that stuff. So why would you risk your entire career over something stupid? Risking your career would be one thing, but you're in a career that has a pension system. Yeah. Which most careers simply do not have. Right. You know, if I'm in that job, I would do everything I could not to screw that up. Yeah, golden parachute. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And to lose that over something stupid like falsifying traffic tickets to 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 skew the the uh the demographic makeup. Well, this guy got away with it. I can get away with it too. For now. But that's the thing. It's like w- w- there there's no possible way that the state could say well, we're firing all of you that we're doing that. There's just no possible way to do that because you have the union involved and you right. have to go through an appeals process and all that stuff. And a lot of these guys, you know, that did the the overtime thing in Massachusetts, a lot of them were able to keep their pensions and, and keep their jobs because that's what the process of the union was for, the arbitration and all that stuff. I, I can understand that, but there's got to be some consequence here. I mean, and I don't know what that is, but and, I mean, you can't just you just can't allow this, you know, systematically to, to continue. You, you can't and not, just and not have a consequence. You can't just say, okay, we caught them, and they're not going to do it ever again. Like there needs to be some kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess reparation, if you will. I, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, in a way, thank God these weren't actually going out to actual people. Can you imagine the mess? That would have been created if you found out these were falsified tickets that were going to real people? Yeah, that's crazy. That would have been an absolute disaster. A nonprofit organization has opened a new distrib- distribution center in East Longmeadow to help students in need. Katie's Closet provides students with clothing, shoes, school supplies, and toiletries for free. According to the nonprofit organization, they currently serve more than 5,000 students across 10 schools in Springfield and Holyoke through its School Closet program. After seeing 85% of students were documented as low income in the greater Springfield community, the nonprofit said they made it a priority to open another distribution center. They currently have 115 closets that serve about 80,000 students in the Merrimack Valley and Boston communities. Dan says having the uh, decent clothes that they like can make students want to be in school. If you have a million reasons not to go there and your feet are poking out of your shoes and your pants don't fit, you're definitely not going to go and we found that having this resource uh, there means kids go to school to get these things. You should get this guy on the show. That sounds like a great idea. It's a good idea. They uh, continue uh, supporting these students. Katie's Closet is asking for the community to help fill the closets and donate supplies for the upcoming school year. They will be hosting their Fill the Bus event from August to September to make sure students have all the school supplies they need to do in school. They need to do well in school. You know what? This guy, this is a great idea. But how horrible is that, that <clears throat> the average school kid can't even afford, uh, you know, the parents can't even afford a pair of shoes or yeah. a jacket or a pair of pants? Well, I mean, depending on, 
I mean, you're probably not finding a whole hell of a lot of that in East Long Meadow, but you know, around the state, yeah, there's there's plenty yeah. of well, cities and towns where you have a, a good deal of poverty, and these kids you know, and their families can't afford anything. They're putting in East Long Meadow, but it's servicing. The it's area. servicing an so, area. Yeah, so, it's not just East Long Meadow. But uh, yeah, I find that kind of sucky that uh, you know kids can't have decent clothes to wear to yeah. school. Yeah, and the schools can only provide you know so much. I mean, there's only so much that they can do. So it's nice to see an organization like this, uh, you know, doing what uh, what can't be done otherwise. Uh, most people uh, who get baptized as adults try to turn over a new leaf, but not always. This guy broke into a church in Florida last week, baptized himself, and then immediately robbed the church. His name is Derek Potter. Porter, I'm sorry. He's from Georgia. But it happened at a church in Panama City Beach, Florida on Friday. He used a uh, cinder block to smash out a window, then got in the church's baptism pool. He later claimed he claimed later that he didn't remember much about the break-in except that he baptized himself. Once he was done, he loaded a TV, computer, and other electronics into the truck. Yeah, I think I think they give that to you. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. Here is a Commodore 64. <laughs> Uh, cop showed up before <laughs> you, get, you get to keep your uh, your baptismal garment yes. and, a, uh, and a and a brick and an Atari twenty six hundred to go along with that. Because what kind of modern equipment are you stealing from a church? Probably that's probably the closest they got. I mean, unless they got a brand, you know, if they just got a brand new computer. But I mean, most of these places that you go around, they're allowing a limited budget of what they can afford to buy for their. Some um, of these places have got like uh, you know computers with the. Yeah, you know, cassette deck hard drive. We're running Windows 95. <laughs> anyway, cops showed up before he left and uh, arrested him for burglary and criminal mischief. They also found meth, so he's facing charges for that, too. Oh, that's good. There's chest, uh, there's chest cam footage of him acting confused when they asked if anyone else was with him. It's worth watching because there's one funny part at the end. They had a police dog with him, and, they also, uh, and, and the dog also hopped in the baptism pool. <laughs> apparently it was hot that day yeah well, well it's 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 florida so right uh it's gonna be hot it, was it bring your dog to baptism day well yeah well you know isn't that funny like you, you train these dogs you know to do criminal things and each dog is trained to do one's dogs for drugs one might be for bombs <laughs> one might be for this or that and then uh you know you get that dog who just says yeah yeah i'm just gonna go play in the pool while you guys do your cop stuff <laughs> I don't feel like doing nothing. I'm going to cool down while you guys are working. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be rainy today with a high of 79. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 652 in the kinks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. Looking at 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, join me and the road crew this Friday. Uh, I'm going to be at uh, Free Music Friday at the Plaza at MGM from 7 to 9. Johnny Sixgun, the authentic classic rock, the way you remember it, will be performing. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win all kinds of prizes. Uh, Molly, our intern, who's uh, here this week, is going to be joining me. That'll be a lot of fun. Right, Molly? I will be there. That's there right. Go. There you go. Oh, yeah. We have uh, we have an intern here in the studio with us. Yeah, we've already uh, put her to work doing some real hard uh, real hard labor. <laughs> now, uh, you've, you've been here all summer long, right? I have been. And uh, and you're doing the TikTok videos, which uh, th- those are coming out uh, I do. Good. I have the most Gen Z job they could find me. I run the TikTok. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. TikTok. 
the TikTok runner. Because this building is so full of old people. Yeah. Well, none but old farts working here wouldn't know what a tick from a talk. So they wouldn't even know where, where to begin with it. It's that. been a learning experience for everyone, including Steve. I'm teaching Steve how to use yeah. it. Uh, Marty and I did, uh, we were doing outdated terms like, uh, whatchamahoozit? <laughs> What's that whatchamahoozit thingy where all the people look at it and then they, uh, they, they Ooh, give these, you... Ooh, these TikToks are the cat's pajamas. Well, I don't want people <laughs> following me. I just want people to see my video. What does that mean? All right. Yeah. So are we going to be required to be in uh, some of these TikTok videos? Absolutely, you are. All right, well, don't, oh, run, don't rush into it. Do, do we'll it ease on... into it. We'll ease into it. Yeah, I mean, By it's... the end of the week, you'll love it. I promise. I mean, today is Tuesday, but it's really my Monday. So, you know, Me too. I, I'm not really into I can't do a TikTok on a... I haven't even started one this All right, morning. I was, I was waiting to... For the right moment we, to ask yeah, if yeah, everyone are, was okay with it. We already sent you out for coffee. I don't. I don't typically like to do that to somebody. To, to you know, because that's what I'm here for. Steve. No, no, no. You're here to learn. You're here to learn. You're not here to uh, you know be go fetch. That's yeah. not. You know, that's not what we're trying to do. I mean, the last here. time we had an intern, we wanted him to go. <laughs> yes. Coffee. Yeah. We, we wanted him to leave insisting. the building. I understand yes. that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you guys need, I'm I'm here All to help right. out. Well, that's good to know. We'll uh, we'll teach you a couple things while you're here. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. There's, yeah. Plenty, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of things to learn. You want to see how I play Candy Crush during the commercial breaks? <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at Candy Crush. Oh really? I can do oh, that. Yeah. Wow, really? <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's just about six fifty-five with Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I know it's been a couple days now, but as far as I'm concerned, my interest in the Women's World Cup is pretty much done for the moment. If uh, the United States is no longer in it, but either am I. But that's mostly because I wasn't that into it from the beginning. However, I believe that my total ambivalence has given me a unique perspective as to what happened on Sunday when the U.S. women failed to advance into the quarterfinal after losing to Sweden. Now, the immediate answer would be the U.S. lost because Megan Rapinoe failed to make penalty shots that might have won the game. But, of course, she didn't, and because she appeared to be laughing about it, then clearly losing to Sweden must have been her fault because smirks, chortles, precocious grinning, side-splitting laughter and giggles are all signs of a lack of commitment and of gravitas. And while I can certainly see why someone like Megan Rapinoe's reaction might have been somewhat off-putting, I happen to be of the belief that while making a penalty kick would have been the preferred outcome, blaming her solely for the elimination from the World Cup is like breaking is like blaming Yoko for the breakup of the Beatles. Sure, it seems like the most obvious reasons things fell apart, but it ignores all the things that went wrong before any of that happened. For example, had they scored goals against Sweden at any point during the game, we wouldn't be talking about Megan Rapinoe right now. Instead, that's all anyone is talking about. And while she may have been a bit much for some, she's not the reason they're flying home. The reason they didn't advance is because Sweden shut them down. Because Sweden is a pretty damn good team too. But you know what? Now that Sweden has advanced and we're playing Japan on Friday, I suddenly find myself consumed with an enormous swell of apathy and disregard. In fact, I plan on not giving a damn for another 12 days. By that point, I will have forgotten all about Megan Rapinoe because I wasn't thinking that much about her before this happened, and I don't see that changing very much right now. 
But hey, and never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman Allen Wrench set, seven bucks. A Stanley 25 foot tape measure, seven bucks. It's the seven buck tool sale going on now at Rocky's. Stanley Irwin Craftsman Hand Tools, seven bucks. Get to Rocky's Ace Hardware and get your hand on the new tool game. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 Dreams from Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. Looking at 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, over the weekend, I... Um I went and visited my my kid. My kid's been at a camp. Uh, it's a month long experience. Okay, right? And it's all the. It's about uh, I don't know an hour and a half from here. It's up in the uh, the White Mountains of, uh, of Holyoke. Um, <laughs> camp Camp Chargelata. Oh I yeah, right. It's called yeah. Camp the cost a lot. Yeah, Camp the cost a lot. Yeah, you ever, right. You ever yeah. been there before? I have been there. Um, so I uh, <clears throat> when I dropped her off at this camp, they still have somewhat of a COVID protocol. I don't know why, but they do. Okay. And uh, it says, this is how ridiculous this policy is. In order to enter this camp, you need to show a negative COVID test or a picture of a negative COVID test that you've taken within the last 72 hours, right? How uh, how do they prove? I that? don't know. I don't know. So uh, I didn't. I could have gone. I could have done a Google image search of a negative test, and that would have been enough. So I'm uh, I'm all out of tests at my house, right? So I said, hey, you know what? Uh, it's not like they're not going to let me in, you know. So uh, we'll just go down there, and as soon as I get there, the ladies there's there's like a station. There's like you know uh, people telling you which direction to go. Right. This is the drop off. This was a couple of weeks ago, right? Okay. So we go to the, the drop off, and uh, and the, and the lady goes, "Do you have a do you have a a negative COVID test to show me?" And I said, uh, "Actually, uh, no, I don't. Uh, do you have a test I can just take here? Because last year they just let you take the test, right?" Sure. So she goes, "Yeah, just pull over in this parking lot over here. You'll have to take the test and wait fifteen minutes, and you know you'll be on your merry way to to checking in." So I pull over into this lot. I get a COVID test. And there does seemingly not enough juice in the little thing that you put the swab into. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I got it. Put the juice in there. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, I'm negative. You can go on your merry way, right? Sure. So we uh, we we check in. We do all that stuff. And then uh, that was the last of that up until Sunday, when Sunday was visiting day at Camp Chargelada. Right? Sure. And uh, so we go. I, I take uh, my friend, who, who's who's pretty much an aunt to my daughter anyway, and uh, we, we drive to this place, and uh, I said, hey, listen, they want us to take a COVID test or show them a picture of a negative COVID test that you took within 72 hours, but I got us covered. I downloaded two pictures off the internet that have <laughs> negative tests on them, and we're just going to see you know, how this plays out. Yes. Because to me, the whole thing is ridiculous. Like, like okay, why are we even taking the co- – like, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell us to go home? Like, no, right. nobody's yeah. doing this anymore. Nobody, it, we're done it's with It's so this. 2021. It is so 2021. So then we get to this camp on Sunday. Now there's nobody at the gate. You just drive right in, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I drive, and I said, I know where the parking lot is. I'll just keep driving uh, to get to the parking lot. And as I'm driving down, 
I see my daughter, and she comes running over to the car, and I said, hey, uh, we're just going to go park. And then she goes, well, can I come with you? And I'm like, yeah, get in the car. We'll go, you know, go park the car. We parked the car. There was a nice English gentleman. He's like, oh, yeah, park right over there. Oh. Oh, yeah. How about that? Watch your park right there. That's what you're paying for. They'd have the, the Eng- have an Englishman work in there. Yeah, make to it make, more, more sophisticated. To make it sound like it's bougie. Yeah, you know right. I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, welcome to the Camp Chazalata. Uh, move on <laughs> over to the parking lot. Uh, do that. So we uh, we park and uh, we get out. Uh, we follow my daughter. Do- I gave her a bunch of stuff. I had a bunch of stuff that she wanted. Okay. Uh, like a care package uh, type of thing, snacks and, you know, right. various things. And uh, and then we walk over to this uh, like pavilion. It's parent visiting day, so there's there's visitors everywhere. And uh, we go over to this pavilion. Uh, we're sitting down talking to my daughter, and then my my friend says, "Hey, I think we should probably go check in." And I go, "I guess we can check in. What's the difference, right?" So we go over to this office to check in, and we show our IDs. Now, we've already been there for almost a half an hour. Sure. And nobody's said anything. Nobody's approached us. Nobody's, you know, where's your visitor pass? None of that stuff. We go over to this office. They said, okay, great. Uh, do you have a, you have your negative COVID test? So I was like, oh, yeah. And I, and I you know, because we're two different addresses, I had two different tests. Like one was, a, you know, the card one and one was the little, the little tiny plastic thing. Sure. So I show them the pictures, but I apparently didn't look hard enough on the picture and she zooms in she goes that's a positive test that's uh, you know that one line was still like there and i'm like oh man i'm like and i'm like i'm trying to do this back trip this backpedaling thing I'm like no 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 that's uh that's a different test that's it, a hair that's what that's a red hair yeah, that's not even that no this one is two lines is negative and this one is one line is negative i don't know what you're what you're getting at here so then I said, you know what, what, and I'm trying to like just like get this over with. And I said, can you just give us a COVID test? Because now you know here we are. We got right. we have to wait. So uh, we they give us these two like COVID tests that you open up the box and there's no vial in there. There's no juice. Just a swab. It's just swabs and the little te- and the little thing that you put the test on. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, wh- where's the pieces? <laughs> so then my friend goes up to the, the thing and says, we don't have any juice for the thing. So then this nurse comes out with a little vial, and she starts giving us extra juice for the t- <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire time, I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous because, you know, if you're really worried about COVID, you shouldn't be standing here. We shouldn't be standing outside here in front of everybody. Right. By a trash can, taking the test on top of this trash can, we're putting the little vials into it. Now, were these people who were checking you in all masked up? No, no, that was the other thing. No, okay, the nurse came out with a mask on. Okay, and gave us the extra juice and all, but she's like touching the stuff and like, it just she's, wasn't. She's licking the tips of the yeah, of the swabs. Like, like, yeah, you, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Something like that. But here's the juice. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so we take, the, you know, she she goes, oh man, there's not for some reason there's not enough juice in these tests. Luckily, we got some more. Like, what do you, you get a bucket of <laughs> bucket of COVID test juice? Where do you buy that? Is that something you can buy at BJ's or Costco? The, the five hour yeah, COVID the drink, five gallon uh, jug of of COVID <laughs> COVID mixing juice. Right. So, uh, so we wait the fifteen minutes, and we're both negative. 
because we don't have COVID. Well, that's like, a miracle. It's a miracle, Because right? your picture said you were positive. So whatever. We walk back up. To, she's like, all right, you're all set. So we walk back up to the thing. And I said, well, what do I do with these? And she just grabs them from my hand. Like the, the nasty, like <laughs> your snot was all over inside of that thing. And she just grabbed it and put it in her hand. What's it, what is the purpose of this? I don't, I don't know. And that, that's what I'm like, ah, whatever. Let's just play the game and we'll go along. So we get the negative test, we get our visitors' passes, and then we're like, okay, we're free to go now. And then we go back over and sit with my daughter down in this little common area. <laughs> and we're there for like 20 minutes. Sure. Until this woman comes over and says, you, with that positive test that you had, you're going to have to wear these. And she gives us two N95 masks to wear the entire time oh on a gosh. hot, muggy Sunday afternoon oh, in yeah. the White Mountains of Holyoke at Camp Chargelata. <laughs> We're the only ones wearing masks. The only ones. Yeah. It's like... Uh, because you decided to be a wise guy. You might as well yeah. put a scarlet letter on my chest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love another A right here. I just don't... Yeah, like, so... Yeah, who's who's even doing that anymore? Like I don't know. No, no one's being that but, thorough now because even if you even if you catch COVID, it's really not much more but a very but, bad cold. Here's what I'm I'm guessing, and this is what we kind of thought about that they're probably still getting some kind of money or some kind of funding for this COVID thing, and they're just i don't know i have no idea why they're still doing it you even doctors offices aren't doing it anymore no. you don't have to go into a doctor's office and wear a mask anymore you can just walk in there so i don't understand why they're still doing this i think it might be a financial thing i think it might be some sort of grant that if you keep doing this we'll give you this amount of money or something i don't i don't know unless it's a local health department thing i, I all i can think of is some sort of liability issue but but even but even now who's yeah. who's going to be held accountable if one kid you know well, winds up being but positive it, but 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 Especially when I've been walking around for over an hour here, probably shook the hands of three or four different people before, you know, you came back over to tell me I have to wear. Yeah, you, you know, you, you've been we, touching doorknobs, and we look like we have duck face on. <laughs> and then we we FaceTimed my sister because I wanted my sister to talk to my kid, and she's like, "Wait a minute, do you have COVID?" And I go, "No." And she's like, "Why are you wearing a mask?" And I'm like. I tried to get in with a fake picture, and now they're making me wear a mask, and it was the wrong picture, and it was positive. It wasn't negative. And she's like, you're an idiot. You're so stupid. And uh, so that that was it. So we, we, had, a, we had a lovely visit yeah. uh, with my daughter, uh, and I'm like, you know, we're driving away, and my friend goes, yeah, they're, they're probably like – Put her in a like a hole right now and washing her down and uh, with Lysol yeah. and all this other stuff. Well, let me ask you this yeah. because uh, you know, to me this would be the real telltale sign. Yeah, were there any other parents that were also wearing masks mm. while you were there? So you were. It was the only. The, we were the all, only two people so the, in that entire camp that was wearing a mask. Maybe other than the nurse that had come out. Sure. Only because she thought we were infected. But no other visitor. No, is, is wearing no, the mask. No, only so, that guy. So, so then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm now. It's all about perception. Sure. Because anybody walking around going, dude, the pandemic's over. Why the hell are you wearing that mask? What are you doing?
Why are you doing that? Because <laughs> I say that to people yeah. who wear masks out. I'm only. I'm not positive. I'm just uh, the only positive thing about me is I'm the most irresponsible parrot yeah. in the whole the whole camp. Yeah, I tried to pull a fast one on uh, Camp Chargelada, and they they <laughs> they called out my BS, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna wear the mask now." You go. It's 7:20 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7:28 in Kansas. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy uh, for the good part of the day with a high of 82. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 79. It is uh, flapping in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Thursday, the Patriots kick off their preseason with a tune-up against Houston. The live pregame begins at 4 o'clock in the afternoon with a kickoff schedule for 7. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here. On Rock 102. Three-hour pregame show and a three-hour postgame show for a game that doesn't mean anything. Yes, that's right. And uh, we all lose a little bit of something when uh, when Pat Kelly's show has to be cut short for any reason. So that's, Oh, well, uh, if it's cutting into that, then I'll totally listen. <laughs> so there's a silver lining for yeah, everything. Of course there is. We got news next on Rock 102. Here's your weapon. 732. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield police are investigating a deadly shooting on Sunday night. According to Springfield police spokesperson Ryan Walsh, around 7.45 p.m., officers were called to the intersection of Hancock and Union Streets for a report of a gunshot victim. An adult man was found suffering from a gunshot wound and taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. Uh... Where's the? Oh, yeah. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police Department's homicide unit in conjunction with the Hamden DA's murder unit. If you have any information on the incident, you're asked to call the Springfield Detective Bureau. Somebody uh, somebody uh, wrote in uh, a letter uh, that asked, uh, how, how come uh, you're at least twice a day uh, during the time he listens, which was 630, uh, that you say, they later died at Bay State. Does everybody die at Bay State? And, I, and I'm thinking, no. This is just people who are getting involved in things yeah. that that doctors can't save. Sometimes you you get to, they do the best they can, the best job they can. Actually, I think you'd be surprised by the disparity of those that survive yeah. and stay at Bay State for those who don't. It's and actually let, a much better ratio of those who walk out of there feeling pretty good. Well, but, but but I think it's just perception of you're only hearing a few stories of people who, you know, have gotten themselves into a situation where they were beyond saving medically. There are people who get treated every day and at a high success rate. Yeah. uh, You see, and and not to be disrespectful in any way, just to to answer this particular person's point, if you walk into a hospital with a chest cold, you're going to walk out okay. If you walk into a hospital with a bullet inside of you, you know, there's a little bit more, uh, there's a few more things that can go wrong. So, you know, that's, there's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge difference. Yes. Or if you've been stabbed with a knife, that's another thing that doesn't always work out yeah. in everybody's favor. And, uh, and we do stories, uh, you know, uh, from the, the old, uh, if it bleeds, it leads kind of thing. Yes. That, that, that's, that's how news is presented. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't rush to conclusions yeah. just because you keep hearing died at Bay State. If you want to know all the goings on at the old Deerfield Craft Fair, you can go other places for that information. Yes. 
That's right. Yeah. There you go. If it <clears throat> uh, if it ages, it leads. Uh, the spring- if it knits, it fits. Yeah, right. If it knits, it fits. The uh, <laughs> Springfield Police Detective Bureau is looking for the public's help in identifying a suspect caught on camera during two separate incidents. According to the Springfield Police, on July 27th at approximately 12.35 a.m. and again on August 1st at around 9.55 p.m., the individual was spotted looking through the windows of a home on Newberry Street. Uh, authorities are urging anyone with information about the suspect's identity or whereabouts to contact the Detective Bureau. Alternatively, individuals can submit anonymous tips, yada, 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 you know, that whole number thing. This guy's walking around, peeking in windows. He's a looky-loo. Who does that? I, uh, creepy people. I know, like all the people like with like, uh, you know, ring cameras on their houses and, you know, cameras and, uh, you know, all in every intersection. See, I would have fun with people like this. If I knew there was some guy out there peeking in windows. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd obviously, if I was home by myself, I would, uh, I would get completely naked, uh, start treating myself in a, in a horrible manner uh-huh. while holding, uh, like a canned ham. Just to make that guy earn the extra, well, what the hell is he doing in there? And what's he doing what to that hand? Yeah, is that a crackus? What is that? <laughs> what has he got going on there? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What's what side of him are you seeing? Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's 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 a guy with a weird fetish. Yeah. He likes to go and look in people's windows. When you can weird the weirdo out. See, I wasn't I, expecting this. I was expecting to see naked women in the window. Right. Well, one, I could I could tell you this uh, right up front. No need to waste a perfectly good canned ham. Uh, you know, maybe just going up to the window and you know dropping a big fat cow moon in his face would be all he really needs I to see. No, no, no. I need to do something weird. You know, like uh, rubbing but, but, rubbing your your butt <laughs> cheeks in a cow moon fashion is weird. Yeah, but I want to go the extra mile. I want to take the canned ham and I maybe uh, maybe some uh, maybe some syrup. Yeah, or right, right. Just start pouring it all over my head, yeah, dancing around naked yeah. in my own living room, just so the guy can go. What? <laughs> what kind of sick guy does that in his living room? I'm calling the cops on this yeah, guy. Yeah, There's I'm... something weird going on in that place. Hey, nine one one. Yeah, I caught I uh, I caught this uh, this chubby bald fella. Uh, I was peeping. I was uh, peeping Tom, by the way. What, what's your name? Yeah, uh, Tom. Peep, peeping Tom. Yeah, I'm up here on Newberry Street. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just looking into windows because uh, uh, that's what I do. And I see this guy doing this terrible thing with the canned ham and syrup. And chocolate syrup. Is it Hershey's Genuine? No, it's the Price Right stuff. I don't think he can afford that bougie stuff from the store. It's the Price Right version. Yeah, that is. The, that is. Uh, we'll, we'll send somebody right over. Yeah. I. Uh, People people amaze me about, about about their little things that they get that they f- have fetishes over. I'm gonna go look in people's windows. You know, I, I'm a I'm a let and, and let live type of guy. You got something goofy going on in your in your life? That's your business. It's not it's not mine. But you know, if you really dig down deep into what people are in, you mm-hmm. realize there's a lot of weird weird people out in the world. There is there's some very weird people. Out yeah. There. Yeah, people who are into way weirder things than I could ever imagine. Some yeah. require an awful lot of pain management. Yeah, yeah. And some I, they, I, I, I got to draw the line on if it's if it's if it means I might have to go to a hospital, then I'm going to say no, thank you. 
Yeah. I'll be polite about it. I'll say no thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not about the hospital either, if, it re- if that's the requirement. I'd rather go to a hospital for a legitimate reason. I don't want to go to a hospital and say, you're not going to believe what we pulled out of him. That's not going to be me. Yeah. This would not be the guy who later died at Bay State Medical Center. This, this, I don't want to be the guy yeah. who every doctor and yeah. nurse in Bay State are talking about. Yeah. You will not believe yeah. what we had coming in here today. Yeah, yeah, the only thing that died over at Bay State that day was the laugh, the staff with their laughter of this guy. And, the, di- and the dignity of that yeah. Baxendale fella. Right. Officers from the Hamden County Sheriff's Department saved an overdosing victim in downtown Springfield on Friday. Uh, according to the Hamden County Sheriff's Department, around 1 p.m., officers were driving to Springfield District Court to pick up Justice-involved women. Justice-involved women? Yeah, they're criminals. I don't know what... Uh, Why do they just say criminals? I, b- because that's the proper term. Justice-involved. Really? Well, I mean, that could mean that could mean anybody. Well, that, that was like... A, I was listening to that report out of that news station out of New York City last year. Yeah. And they called homeless people undomiciled. Undomiciled individuals. Because homeless is... I don't think I've ever met a homeless person who was offended by the fact that you called them a homeless person. Is that like a thing? Like people get so upset? Like, yeah, you know what? Are there a bunch of homeless... Listen, (laughs) I have no food. I have no money. I have addiction issues. But the one thing that really bothers me... Is the fact that you're calling me homeless. I am undomiciled, sir. <laughs> when the homeless Karens yeah. come pouring yeah. out of those cardboard boxes, yeah. that's when that's Ooh. when you got to put your foot down. Look at that chick. She's a, she's a hot fugitive. Dude, she's just as involved. <laughs> you just as involved say, as anybody else. You can't say that anymore. Well, when you say justice involved, I mean, that could be a criminal. Yeah, it could be sleep- a lawyer. It could be, be a judge. Or she could be sleeping with a judge. Right. Justice involved relationship. That's exactly yeah. right. When, uh, t- two correctional officers saw a man who overdosed on the street near the Paramount Theater. Officers uh, Todd Carroll and Todd uh, Maniscalco. Todd and Todd. You think they put those two guys together just because they're two Todds? They might have. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Todd and Todd, uh, you two are going to go down and uh, you're going to go pick up the, the hot justice involved chicks today <laughs> and you're going to drive them around. So, I, I'm i going to say something. Okay. I, actually, I'm not going to say something Yeah. because it would be seen as offensive. Uh-huh. I want to see what that is. <laughs> Offensive, right? It's very offensive. It's offensive. We I couldn't. We I would never share that. No, but you know what? That's a good joke for a stage. <laughs> That's a great joke for a stage. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, it yeah. would never get told on the radio. Yeah, it's like uh, Pete and repeat. It's just Todd and Todd, <laughs> right? Anyway, they jumped to assist when they heard people in the area of Gridiron Street yell for help, and they uh, began to take a look at the individual. They noticed a weak pulse and saw their eyes roll. The officers uh, then. De- like oh oh here they are Todd and Todd again rolling their they're rolling they were just rolling their eyes because you two guys were showing up the officers then decided to administer two nasal doses of Narcan reversing the effects of an opioid dose and the victim began to react and regain consciousness emergency crews in Springfield also arrived on scene and made sure the victim was transported to a local hospital to receive further assistance 
Okay. The Adventures of Todd and Todd. Just leave it at that. Hey, we saved, we saved somebody today. <laughs> you know, you think a coach, he's like, you two nincompoops out there. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Muldoon and uh, what was the other one on Car 54? Ooh, 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 ooh. Look, look, an overdosing victim. Where's the Narcan? Where's the Narcan? Let's go. Let's do it. It's our calling. It's our doing it. And we'll get a whole news story written about us, too. Which, I don't know what's, what's crazier, that yeah. scenario or just thinking of yeah. of Nick Kochi calling someone, you are a nincompoop. You, you two nincompoops. <laughs> you, I'm on my last leg with you two. <laughs> now get out there and go get those justice-involved women back to the courthouse and to the jail on time. Ooh, 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 ooh I'll ooh, bring them to the jail on oh, time. Yeah, we'll bring them, Sheriff. We'll bring them there. You're good. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Is going to be mostly rainy with a high of 79 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 83. It's 72 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Does- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 748 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, before you get into that thing that mm-hmm. you do oh so well, mm-hmm. uh, let me just uh, mention about Baxi's musical uh, podcast this week. My guest is a guy named Hugh Patterson. Hugh Patterson was in a band in San Francisco back in the late 70s or early 80s called No Alternative. They didn't want to putting a lot of music on, on vinyl, but they have just released uh, a live album from uh from 1980 it's actually it's and it's awesome the, the name of the band was uh, no alternative they were very highly regarded uh you know back then but they just never got around to recording they didn't have the money to do it but uh this live recording puts into, into perspective how fantastic this band was it's live in mabuhe gardens uh november 7th 1980 uh since then the guy has not only continued with music but he's also become a a chess master teaches chess, coaches chess, and actually writes about it. Wind up being a really interesting interview. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Speaking of chess, did you uh, see this? Uh, they took like the best chess players in the world and they put it up against this AI. And the AI won? And the AI won and came up with moves that no one has ever played but are completely legal. Really? Yeah, and won the game that way. That's scary. That is scary. I just, uh, that was like a keyword. I just hear keyword. I didn't even hear anything else you said other than chess, and that yeah. did that little keyword. I really thing didn't I... expect you to really follow what I was getting at. Who are you talking about? Uh, Hugh Patterson. Hugh pa- wasn't he the guy that hosted uh, uh, 2020 with Barbara Walters? No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Hugh Downs. I think you're thinking of Todd and Todd. No? Nope. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? There now hear go. this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, let's see. A TikToker has gone viral with videos of herself wearing clothes her mom saved from when she was young. The outfits have come back in style, so she's telling future moms to hang on to their clothes, too. This is your sign to keep all your clothes for your future daughter because my mom kept all of her clothes from when she was a teenager in high school. And now I got so many cute things. This is a denim dress from Abercrombie in the 90s. And it's so freaking cute. I didn't even know Abercrombie was around in the 90s. But now it's like one of my summer staples. 
Here's another item of clothing that was my mom's in the 90s. This one is a denim romper. Very cute. It's literally one of my favorite pieces of clothing. God. Oh, okay. Boring video. Why would you want to save that. clothes from the 90s? I couldn't. I can't fit into half the clothes I wore in the '90s because uh, the young kids they like the uh, the retro stuff. You know, they like wearing uh, vintage T-shirts and vintage clothing. And she's saying that's the Abercrombie yeah. dress from the 1990s. But if you've been saving clothes from the 19, where the hell are you storing it all? Where's I it going? I, I I don't think I have anything from more that's older than five years old i donate a lot of stuff i donate a lot of clothes every once in a while and uh, get rid of it yeah i don't have anything i think i might have a jacket from my first radio job from 20 years ago they gave you a jacket they gave me a jacket with (laughs) my name on it we don't have jackets with our names on it yeah i don't know i don't uh, i don't know who fred is but it had my name on it (laughs) It had a name on it. Yeah. Here's another uh, another scam that uh, people should be worried about. Authorities in South Carolina are warning people that they're seeing a rise in scammers putting fake QR codes at parking lots that will then pipe payments into their bank accounts. Here is uh, tourist Eric Heydrich giving his two cents on the scam. You see one more QR code. You assume somebody associated with the parking lot did it. You instinctively just want to trust it. And if you want to just do it and kind of pay as you're walking to wherever it is you go. Uh, yeah, I can see this being something people fall for pretty easily. We're so used to the self-service. Like, you go into a restaurant and scan this for your menu. You know, scan the QR code to get to the site and all that. We're trying to reduce printing stuff out. So it makes a lot of sense. You know, that uh, that makes a lot... That does make a lot of sense that uh, he's right. You know, the scammers. Yeah. How many people even pay attention to what, you know, if their QR code, if something is on something that looks official like a parking meter, you scan that and it brings you to a website, you're... Just thinking that be gobbling up all your uh, all your credit. It's I mean it's a great scam to screw somebody out of money, right? But uh, look how easy that is to do. Yeah, see, this is this is why uh, technology is the death of all of us. It will be. Yeah, no, it will. It'll it will. Uh, let's see. How uh, is a pilot? An American Airlines pilot is getting some attention after going on a tirade about flight etiquette and people being rude and selfish. Here's a quick clip from the speech he made. Remember, the flight attendants are primarily here for your safety. After that, they're here to make the flight more enjoyable. They're going to take care of you guys, but you will listen to what they have to say because they represent my will in the cockpit or in the cabin. People should treat people the way you want to be treated. But I have to say it every single flight because people don't. They're selfish and rude. Don't lean on other people. Don't fall asleep on other people. Don't pass out on other people or drool on them unless you've talked about it. And they have a weather-assisted jacket. (laughs) Little seaters, I know it stinks to be in the middle. Raise your hands. All right, nobody's listening. Fine. You own both armrests. That is my gift to you. Welcome on board our flight. Wow, this guy's kind of a jerk. Oh my god! Please shut up and just just get us in the air and drop us off. Yeah, I. Why does he need feeling like he needs? He, he must deal with a lot of incidents and of people being rude. If he needs to announce all of that when the plate's taken off. Yeah, well, you know, like most people only have a certain amount of information they really want to listen to. I just, I just want to put my uh, my headphones back on and uh, read the Sky Mall magazine. Hey, that's like going to a concert uh, and seeing your favorite artist come out and then go into a 45-minute political speech. Like, no, just play your hits and get off the stage. That's it. Listen, fly the plane. Get us to where we're going. You don't need to give me the whole uh, etiquette. I, sat, I bought a $700 ticket for this. This is ridiculous. This is an outrage. Yeah. You put the pit in cockpit, sir. Mm-hmm. That's, you think that, that would go over? No, well I don't. Him? I don't think so.
Uh, over the weekend was the World Dog Surfing Championships in San Francisco. The whole thing is to raise money for nonprofits to, that benefit dog rescues. Here's a spectator talking about all the fun that happens at the event. This is one of our highlights of the year. It's absolutely amazing watching those dogs out there on the surfboard. Really special to us is Rusty the Surfing Men Pin, who's retiring this year. We met him on Instagram. A retiring surfing yeah. dog. Meanwhile, we here in Springfield got idiots surfing on a river of human yeah excrement. right yeah well that's the kind of idiots that we have around here but my <laughs> but if you're talking about dogs my dog is the counter surfing champion and has been since 2017 gets yeah. loaves of bread gets uh anything that you leave up there he will eat <laughs> i didn't tell you that he got into a box of slim jims the other day did he really he not only did he get into the box of slim jims but he Got them out of the wrappers. I don't do know that how he did that. thumbs. Yeah, I think he puts one paw down and starts tearing the plastic off and then eats the Slim Jim. Huh. I think the uh, more incredible part of the story is, what are you doing in the house with a box of Slim Jims? Because they were on sale at BJ's and they were... Uh, you got a BJ size box of, of Slim of Jims. Slim Jims. Yeah. Really? It was huge. It was... Uh, are these know, just for you or the kids like crazy about the Slim Jims also? They were community Slim Jims for the family. Kept really? The family Slim Jims. We all enjoy a good Slim but They were little, little mini ones. Little tiny ones. Oh, when, when, a, when a full <laughs> one is just too rich. Well, I would buy a giant box of them if I could, but they don't sell them to, to the mm. regular uh, folk like me. Uh, I just get the little ones. And there was maybe 10 or 15 left in the box. So Wally just snapped into a Slim Jim. Snapped, he snapped into 10 or 15 Slim Jims. Ooh, that can't be good for the intestines. What was the guy's name uh, that used to snap into a Slim Jim? Who's the wrestler? Oh, it was uh, Randy Savage. Yes. Macho he, Man Randy Savage. And he was the one who died in a car accident. Because he was snapping into a Slim Jim. No, he snapped into a tree limb. That's what it was. <laughs> Snap into a tree limb! Bow! And then that was the end of his life. That was the thing. Yeah, okay. But, but yeah, my dog ate uh, all those uh, all those Slim Jims. He ain't so slim anymore. No, I don't think uh, so. And uh, and there you go. That is Now Hear This. It is 7.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Are you ready to go to the jungle? Live in concert. Saturday nights at 9. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, here's something to think about. Broadcast professionals, such as myself, are blasted out of their positions for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes those reasons are good ones, sometimes not. I personally don't have much experience with that one. That's because mostly when I've been canned, it's always been a good business decision. However, the thing about the broadcast industry is this. It's usually a temporary position fraught with dangerous landmines that can blow up in your face without notice, provocation, or recourse. Having said that, I hope to hang on for another 2,959 days. Why am I bringing this up? Because on July 29th, the first place Baltimore Orioles allegedly fired their play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Brown after he committed the egregious infraction of sharing statistical data with the audience. Specifically, he was let go after pointing out that in spite of being in first place, the Orioles had won as many games on the road against Tampa this season as they had won collectively over the last three years. And while that statistic is true, sharing that sort of information apparently goes against some sort of team policy that no one has ever been aware of. 
The team denies this is the reason for his release. However, the team then insisted uh, to offer no further comment about personnel decisions at this time. The decision to fire Kevin Brown has been criticized by other broadcasters in baseball, including Mets broadcaster Gary Cohen, who claims that the Orioles have, quote, draped themselves in utter humiliation. You know, the same way the Mets have done this season. He then went on to say, if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams that do. Well, Gary, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, there are 29 other people in those positions already, and in order for Kevin Brown to get hired, someone else would have to go. That's not really doing anybody any favors. Look, sadly, these things happen. We also know, uh, or don't know, rather, that there are other reasons to get rid of this guy. I heard the comment uh, that apparently got him fired, and I didn't see anything wrong with it, which makes me think that might not be the actual reason. It just looks like the reason, because it's almost never just one thing, unless it really is one bad thing, and this time it wasn't. But hey, the Vamai Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Breakfast goes outdoors with the Blackstone, out, Blackstone Outdoor Grill from Rocky's. Bacon and eggs in a Blackstone? Sure. Steak and chicken? You bet. Griddle anything on a Blackstone. Now 350 bucks at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus, you get a five-piece stainless steel griddle tool set free. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 811 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. Looking at 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I, uh, I know you're going to get into something here, and that's uh, all very well and good, but I think uh, I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity uh, to let everybody know that uh, just moments ago it was reported that DJ Casper... <gasps> whose song, The Cha-Cha Slide, has become an enduring global sensation, Yeah, has died at the age of 58. What? Uh, diagnosed of kidney and liver cancer, and uh, the artist passed away as a result of that condition, according to his wife, Kim. Uh, he was born William Perry Jr. in Chicago, and, of course, we will now play all six minutes and 27 seconds of... I'm all down the for new, it. The, the Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha Slide, slide part, part 2, featuring the Platinum Band, and this, this time... time we going, We're going to get, get funky. the years i did uh, weddings yeah this was probably the number one requested line dance yes of course it was that and the cupid shuffle oh yeah i don't have time to get grab that too i can't play both this is the one this is the memorial version slide to the left slide to the right crisscross crisscross cha-cha real smooth let's go to work it goes on and on and on and on and on It's a dancing sensation you know, is what that is. Whatever happened, like, I never heard of any other songs by him. 
or uh, there was another group that did a cha-cha slide. That yeah. we, that's why he says this is the Casper slide part two because somebody tried to rip it off of them and then they did their version of it. And then that was being played at weddings for a while, but yeah. then this one came back. Well, so if you go to Spotify, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and you and you look at the, like the top ten songs, yeah, uh, you got the number one uh, with sixty million downloads, the Cha Cha Slide Hardino mix, yeah. Number two, the Cha Cha Slide original live platinum band mix with twenty one million downloads. Yeah. Then there's the Cha Cha Slide Studio Fifty Four remix, followed by the funky Cha Cha yeah. Slide sped up. And then you got the Casper Slide Part 2, the 20th Anniversary Edition. That's the one we just listened to. Right. Then the Cha-Cha Slide Original Live Platinum Band Remix. Then you got the Cha-Cha Slide Club Mix, the Club Star Mix, and the Social Distance Slide, which I don't even know how that is is possible. Uh, Put your mask on. Turn to the left. Go try to get yourself in at a camp uh, with a uh, with a fake COVID test. Everybody stand six feet away yeah, from each other. Everybody put your mask on. Don't touch those doorknobs. Yeah. Everybody sanitize. Um, so he's kind of like Benny Mardones. Benny Mardones had that one song, Into the Night. Oh, yeah. That's I a mean, good I'm one. sure he had other songs, but it's the only one that uh, anybody can remember. You know how many re-releases of Into the Night Benny Mardones had? Because you have to re-record that after six years or so oh, in yeah. order to keep the uh, the rights to it. But I just remember seeing, like, back in the early 2000s, like, it's Benny Mardones, <laughs> Into the Night again. So? You know, so it's the DJ uh, Casper with the cha-cha slide, yeah. uh, just a different version of it. The, uh, the first five entries on Spotify for Benny Mardones, <laughs> Mardones are Into the Night, re-recorded in the stereo, the 2002 version, the acoustic version, and the original. Yeah, name another song right off the top of your head of another Benny Mardonis song. Well, there's a couple here, but I'd never heard any of them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody, nobody, that was the one song that he just kept, he was a Syracuse, he was a Syracuse guy, and uh, he used to perform at a couple of bars down there, Uh like constantly. Yeah. Like, he would do almost like a pop-up show. He'd just show up and start playing. They're like, oh, oh it's like Benny Mardones. And like at a bus stop somewhere. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like me walking into a bar and somebody wanting me to do the Kim Kardashian thing and I start doing it for him. You're like, that's the that's the kind of You thing. put a hat on the floor oh, and yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, start taking <laughs> tips. Yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what do you I don't what I'm really trying to say is I really don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, that's uh, uh yeah, so uh DJ Casper is uh, is no longer with us at the well, age of 58. Uh, we were going to get into Am I the A-Hole, but we'll do that tomorrow. It's too late to yeah, get into that know. now. It's, uh, it's not too late to get back into the cha-cha slide. No, I can tell you that right because now. Because it's still going Stop. from when you start. Yeah. Left foot, let's do Right, right foot, foot, let's do Left foot, let's do Crisscross. Slide to the left. Yeah. Slide How much money right. do you think this guy made off this song? He probably made a good penny off of it. It's, it's played everywhere. But that's what I was saying. There was another group that did a cha-cha slide that was similar but not the same. Yeah. And they were the ones that had all the the pomp and circumstance. He uh, he died with a net worth of $1.6 bucks. Not bad for what would basically be a one-hit wonder. I wish I could come up with some uh, speaking song dance yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. You know. That everybody would get into. It would be great to be a part of something that was, uh, you know, considered to be terrific and, you know, could last a lifetime or so. Something yeah. with a real legacy. Yeah. 
I could do like a, the courthouse cough. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everybody, everybody, wipe your hands on this. Everybody breathe in asbestos. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you like yeah, that? I can really do a whole version of that. I like uh, to do one about the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, floating down the river of human excrement. That would be terrific. Swim to the left. Swim to the right. Don't jump in. Now poo. Ha. Hoo, hoo, hoo. You don't want to get that in your mouth. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. It's uh, 818 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The wing thing is sold out. Thanks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 825. And Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be rainy today with a high of 81. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It is 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, so we have a, a new intern uh, today. Uh, it's Molly. Molly's been making the rounds. Uh, she was with Pat. She was with uh, another guy. She was with that other lady. And now she's <laughs> with us. And uh, so you're going to be here for the week or is it two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. I'll only that's... be here for f- uh, f- uh, three more days after this, and then uh, you'll be graced with Marty and Bax next week. I know. I get the whole experience. Yeah. I get, yeah, every- get, I get everyone. Very well-rounded internship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just reading this story here uh, about bosses who use the coffee cup test on all job seekers and blacklist those who fail. You're going to prepare yourself for a, a career in the uh, the real the real world, and I don't know why you're practicing at a I don't know, clown show like this place. But <laughs> hey, you know, uh, we did. So anyway, it says when inter- interviewing for a job, it's important to show your prospective employer your skill set, work experience, and references. But job seekers often forget that their personality is also being judged. As bosses want to hire someone who will fit their existing team. With this in mind, former bo- former boss Trent Innes uh, revealed how he would use a simple coffee cup test to determine whether a candidate was right for his company, claiming his test shows more about a person's attitude than any interview question could possibly could. Trent says he would blacklist anybody who failed it from joining his workforce. Uh hmm. Speaking on the business uh, podcast, The Venture, with entrepreneur Lambros Fotios, Trent said, quote, I will always take you for a walk down to one of our kitchens, and somehow you always end up walking away with a drink. Then we take that back, have our interview, and one of the things I'm always looking for at the end of the interview is, does the person doing the interview want to take the empty cup back to the kitchen? Uh, you can develop skills, you can gain knowledge and experience, but it really does come down to attitude. And the attitude uh, that we talk a lot about is the concept of wash your coffee cup. Trent, who formerly worked at uh, Zero Australia, but left uh, in September of 21, claims this trick works like a charm, saying the kitchens in their office are always very clean. If you come into the office one day inside of our company, you'll see the kitchens are almost always clean and sparkling, and it's very much of that concept of wash your coffee cup. It's really just making sure they're actually going to fit in the culture inside Zero, or his company, yeah. uh, and really uh, a take on everything that they should be doing. Do you think that's a good way to get somebody to, to find out if they're going to be a good With the fit? coffee cup test? No, yeah. I, I, there's got to be another way. There's got to be. Well, I mean, you could have somebody who's very clean and uh, respectful. Uh, yeah. I want to bring the coffee cup back, but they're horrible at their job. Yeah. That's how I got hired. I but, brought the coffee cup back, and I said, yeah, I'll clean this, boss. I'm like, great, you're hired. And then uh, 18 years later, they made a big, giant mistake. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a coffee cup uh, years ago that was just, you know, you know, filthy and disgusting, and I still used it every single day. Would, would I have been even, judged negatively because of that? You were judged negatively because it had mold growing out the top, but you still put fresh folders over it. 
Well, I mean, it's just, you know, that's... I, I like it that way. I like a lagoon in my coffee cup. Yeah, uh, like, like, I, 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 I prefer to call it a crouton. Yeah, lily pads and tadpoles <laughs> yeah, running that's around it. in my coffee. It's a mm, science experiment. It's delicious. It's It was a stain, that's all. It's just a coffee stain, like like teeth or uh, you know, you, you know, or anything else for that matter. So just remember, if uh, you ever go to an employer and they ask you to get, get a grab a cup of coffee mm-hmm. from the kitchen... You make sure you take that mug back and wash it out. Now I know. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. you're not, not going to be hired. Now, we should uh, mention that uh, the Molly has been in charge for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. of the TikTok accounts. I do. I run the TikTok account. It's Rock102 on TikTok. Yeah, see? And she's doing a damn fine job of it. Now, how many- uh, Why, pe- thank you. How many people we got uh, You know, looking at the, uh, the TikTok every As day? As of right now, we have about 382 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can up that. I uh, feel like we can. I, I want five hundred by the by the end of the uh, business today. That that would be ideal. That's reasonable. I bet you we could get five hundred by the end of this show. Get on your TikTok account. I'm a young and, uh, social media intern striving for success. So there you go. <laughs> what is the uh, yeah? And your pay, your intern pay, is based on the fact <laughs> of how many TikTok followers we get. So what uh, we're at how we're at three hundred about three eighty two three eighty two. Oh okay. Well no, we can do six hundred by the end of the show. <laughs> three eighty two that uh, and then. Uh, what's the what's the name of the TikTok? It's Rock 102 on that's TikTok. It. It's just yeah. Rock 102. It's just Rock 102. Okay. So right. go follow. We and post some not, fun yeah. stuff. That's, that's not complicated. No, that's not complicated. I had to make it simple for everyone here. Well, yeah, we're, it's we're, best, <laughs> it, we find it best. It's, it's 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 best to dumb it down for some people. It's a learning process. No one knows what TikTok is here. So a learning process. <laughs> yeah, no. we don't learn anything here. Yeah, but we do have our processes. That's right. So <laughs> all right. So head to head to TikTok and uh, follow the Rock 102 TikTok page. It's 8.31. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your... 8.34. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. It's time for news. With local radio icon Steve Nagel. First of all, what's our TikTok uh, number at? Yeah, what's our TikTok number? We are now at 438 followers. Whoa, so we've gone up almost 60 followers wow. in like five minutes. And I told you we could get 600 by the end of this program. Which Easily. Which will be uh, 949. Yeah, let's keep it going. Rock 102 on TikTok. Go follow. That's a good number, 949. That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, uh, rejoice. Six of seven boat access facilities on the Connecticut River that closed on July 12th due to floodwaters and hazards are open. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Now, does that that mean that the... uh the human waste quotient of the uh, of the riverways is now decreased. You know, I was thinking uh, maybe like a place like Ricky's Porta Potties could set up a, a boat ramp up there. <laughs> you know, I'd love to set sail of that place. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, uh, you can swab the poop deck at uh, literally Ricky's Porta Potties. Uh, yeah, six of seven uh, boat access facilities are now open. The Route 63 boat ramp in Northfield will remain closed until more cleanup of sediment and debris is completed. Steve, Ramps- I believe it's pronounced debris. Okay, Mr. Marquette. You want to correct me every time that word comes up? I think I know a thing or two about a thing or two, don't you? Except when it comes to the def- the uh, the pronunciation of debris. It's debris. It's debris. Yes, made by a, it was a mess made by a woman named Deborah. <laughs> that's how they came up with that word. No, no, that's not. Uh, that's that, not the. Uh, that was derivation the, of the word. That was uh, the first Debbie back <clears throat> in uh, back in the days of the Bible. Steve, they don't sell like little Debris uh, Debris cookies or uh, cakes in the grocery stores. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Uh, have you been to Dollar General? They sell their own version. 
It's Little Debris. Well, maybe the Dollar General. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, ramps that have reopened include Cyrix Street and Medina Street. Ooh, Medina Street. Funky, Funky cold, cold Medina. Medina. Yeah. And Chicopee, as well as uh, access points in Sunderland, Gill, Hatfield, and East Hampton. Uh, Massachusetts Environmental uh, Police continues to warn boaters of significant changes uh, to channels, landmarks, ramps, and marinas. Steve, I believe it's pronounced marinas. No, no, no. Uh, it was uh, a woman named Marina mm-hmm. who uh, liked to boat a lot and uh, used it's... to hang out with her friend Debbie who liked to throw things and uh, pollute the water. No, Steve. It, it, it's not like uh, the baseball team, the Seattle Marinas. It's that's. Are uh, you sure yeah, about that? Yeah, no, I'm positive. What about that sauce I buy in the store from Ray, uh, uh, Rouse? Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, Marina sauce. No, that's marinara sauce. Are you sure about Yes, Steve, I'm quite aware of that. I'm more worried about the funky cold Medina. Cold cooling at the ball, and I'm looking for some action. Feel like Mick Jagger, I can't get no satisfaction. These girls are all around, but none of them want to get with me. My threads are fresh, I'm looking deaf. Yo, what's up, LOC? The girls is all jogging at the other end of the bar, having drinks with some no-name chump when they know that I'm a star. So I got up and strolled over to the other <laughs> side of the cantina. I asked the guy, why are you so fly? He said, funky cold Medina. I dig it. Yeah, dig it. Go cool it down a ball. And I'm looking for some action. I feel like I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around. But none no, of them want to get with me. me. My friends are fresh and I'm looking dead. Yo, what's up, L.O.C.? The girls is all jockeying at the other end of the bar. Having drinks with some no-name chump when they know that I'm the star. So I got up and strolled over to the other side of Cantina. I asked the girl, why you so fly? He said, funky, cold Medina. You know what I'm saying? No, I really I don't really have any idea what you're saying. I'm still hung up in debris. You know, uh, this song was so popular. Yeah. But if you really read the lyrics, it's about lacing someone's drink with a uh, some sort of aphrodisiac. It didn't age well. It didn't age as well as, say, the cha-cha slide. DJ Casper dead at the age of 58 today. Well, he uh, I, the, at one point in the song, he takes a, a woman back to his apartment because he had the love connection. Uh-huh. And then uh, it was, I believe it was Sheena. Sheena was a man. Again, uh, lots of ways in which this song no longer holds holds up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he don't he don't mess around with no Oscar Mayer wiener. You gotta be sure that the girl is pure over the funky cold Medina. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else is going on in the news, Steve? A large oak tree branch brought down power lines early Tuesday morning. A tree branch brought down uh, power lines on Upton Street. Uh, at si- just before 6 a.m., according to the neighbors, they woke to a loud noise and came outside to see the massive branch laying across the roadway. Eversource crews were on the scene evaluating and making repairs. A tree removal company was also on the scene mm-hmm. to take the branch away. Upton Street was closed at the intersection of Newberry Street. Now, this is I, I know that uh, that area somewhat well. Um, uh, that oak tree, yeah, did it have a yellow ribbon? Tied around it? Tied. No, Bax. 
It had a thousand yellow ribbons. Really? Yeah. Huh. Pretty sure I know the tree. Sing along Monday or Tuesday here? Hey, it's my first day back. I'm coming home. I've done my time. I don't even need the lyrics. No, I've got to know what is and isn't mine. If you receive my letter telling you I'll soon be free, then you'll know just what to do if you still want me. If you still want me. I'll tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been three long years. Do you still want me? I don't see the ribbon round the old oak tree. I'll stay on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me if I don't see a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Now, what part does he uh, does he knock? Twice and then on the pipe. Oh, and that's knocked three times. Uh, it's the same guy, though, right? Oh, yeah, it's the great Tony Orlando. God bless him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's going on in the news today, Steve? There ain't nothing going on in the news. Local leaders in Springfield speak out about the uptick in gun violence this summer after another fatal shooting on Sunday night. Western Mass News decided to sit down with the candidates vying for the mayor's office to get answers. We learned that a man lost his life on Sunday's shooting on Union Street and Hancock Street. That's the 17th shooting incident since the start of June. We now know that all five candidates for mayor would look to make a change. Uh, mayor Dom Dom says, We got numerous arrests multiple times of these repeat violent criminal offenders, but yet our court system and some of our judges allow them to just walk freely on the streets. What's that all about, huh? I don't know, but you've been talking about that forever. Uh, Nothing's changing. You know what he said the last time at one of the press conferences? What? That really frosts me. That it really frosts Yeah, me. yeah. That really frosts my cakes. You know what? The only thing that's supposed to frost me around here is Bud Williams when he dresses up like a snowman and says, Happy birthday, no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Jesus is the reason for the season. Ain't that right, Bud? <laughs> we're, coming up on, we're coming up on Labor Day weekend. Bud Williams takes his hat on and he goes, Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, on Sunday night, Springfield police responded to another deadly shooting in the uh, in the city on the Union and Hancock Street, which cost an adult man his life. According to the spokesperson from the uh, Springfield police, it comes after 12 shooting incidents in June and four in July, including a weekend incident involving four juveniles on Lakeford Terrace. Uh, Orlando Ramos says we are in the midst of one of the most dangerous summers the city has ever seen. I've actually had a pretty good summer. I'm not sure what they're talking about. Dangerous. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's not, uh, not been a great summer for a lot of people. You know, I've always, uh, I've never had a problem in downtown Springfield. Like, no, because I don't go to downtown Springfield during the hours that this, you know, Malarkey is happening. You know what I'm saying? I know. Uh, these what's a who's he's a lot of baloney going on a in town. A lot of baloney going on downtown. It's not a, it's not an unsafe city. You just stay away from the places that uh that have had an uptick in crime. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Listen, I, there's there's places in 16 acres, there's places in East Forest Park, there's places in uh every neighborhood in town. Mm -hmm. I would have no problem walking around it. There are some I might not be as uh, as comfortable with. 
but who am I to pick and choose? I'll oh. drive any any place in this city and feel fine. I, I'm just not going to that section. That's, that's all. it. That's it. At certain times of day. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly rainy. Uh, could see a chance of a thunderstorm or two. High of, uh, like I said, 80. Uh, 83 for a high tomorrow and sunny. It's 73 right now and cloudy. In downtown Springfield. I like this part. Oh, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been three long years. Do you still want me? Still want me? If I don't see a ribbon round the old old tree, I'll stay on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me. If I don't see a yellow ribbon round the old old tree. You know, at the end of this song, yeah, he doesn't find one yellow ribbon. He finds a thousand yellow ribbons, and he's like overwhelmed. Oh, she was waiting for me the whole time. Are you sure she's not leaving them out for a thousand other guys? Well, listen, see, but that's the whole that's the whole conclusion. Yeah. That's that's where the whole story says, you know what, Tony, you got me again. I'm so film filled with warmth. Yeah, see? Listen, this is where he said. And I can't believe I'm seeing a hundred yellow ribbons around the old the old old tree. She was a war whore. She was, she was trying to get a bunch of different soldiers. Which one of them's gonna come back alive? I don't know. I don't know. Steve. We'll find one. I don't know. Anyway, that's the news on Rock 102. Does yeah. your knee pain keep getting worse? How about Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock? It's 8:51 and Black Sabbath with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, gonna be uh, rainy for a good part of the day, and then a uh, high of 82 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 83. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see tomorrow. Uh, Mayor Will Reichelt from uh, West Springfield and his father Ed Sullivan will be yeah. here. Grandfather. Grandfather is uh, <laughs> his chaperone. Yeah, they're uh, they're gonna hear uh, they're gonna be here to talk about the uh, the ride to remember because uh, that's coming up in September. So, oh yeah, and, and uh, you know Will Reichelt, who's Mister Iron Man, went in the. We're gonna ask him what that poo tasted like in the Connecticut River when he did the Iron Man contest back in June. <laughs> Hey, listen. He's still he's still standing, so he obviously survived it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, of uh, long bike rides, uh, Mike Quincy over the weekend did the Pan Mass Challenge. Oh yeah. He also celebrated a birthday the day after the Pan Mass Challenge. He actually survived to reach his what year birthday? He's uh, fifty. Fifty Flavin. Yeah. Fifty Eight. Fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. But and, he's in shape. Oh, he's built like a brick crap house. How he does that when well, his wife Michelle bakes cookies all day, I have no idea. Well, you, you know what? You would have to do some in, some sort of intense cardio in order to live in a house that makes baked goods that good. Yeah, I know. Like, you have to constantly keep exercising. That's why he does it. He, he I, mean, has he, to. I mean, he does it in memory of the people that he's lost to, to cancer, but also the cardio aspect. I mean, he could do any number of things to raise money for people who have uh, died of cancer. Sure. But in order to keep the, the blood sugar low... In the Quincy household, oh, you have to. he needs to do intense cardio. Yeah, absolutely yeah. have to. Because I mean, I would be, I would be, I would be bleeding syrup if yeah. I lived in that house. Uh, Mike, uh, how, what was your what was your uh, exercise today? Fifty miles. Fifty miles. I had a Congo bar. My wife made this morning with the <laughs> Nutella on the top of it. It was yeah, so good. She made a cake and yeah. bought a box of donuts yeah. on the same day. Well, good for him uh, for, yeah. for for, for uh, completing that task.
Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll write out Ed Sullivan tomorrow and uh, some other things coming up in the next uh, four or five days that are pretty cool, too. Do uh, you ever play pickleball? No, but I have a friend of mine who's uh, super into it. Uh, for a national pickleball day, here is a, a funny Instagram video where the guy claims to be a pickleball instructor. And while away from his students, he lets us know how he really. I'm a pickleball instructor. To be honest with you, I have no idea why this sport exploded. These people have no idea how much of a scam this is. So what you're doing wrong yeah. is you're donking your dinks. When you're dinking, you can't be donking. This isn't even a real sport. It was invented for the elderly to improve their blood circulation. Now every 30-something with no stamina and bad knees is hitting me up to learn how to play. These people are too unathletic for tennis and too poor for golf. This is their only option. I'm hopping on this trend now because God knows it's not going to be around long, okay? In two years from now, Wait, everyone's going to be obsessed with bad. Is this like ping pong or something like that? What is pickleball? <laughs> now I can't remember what right, pickleball is I, like. uh, I have not played it, so it's hard for me to, to say for sure. You're basically playing with like a wiffle ball with wooden rackets. But but it's on a court and you're doing, it's, it's a, almost like a tennis match. It's yeah. A, it's some form of tennis. Yes, but a short court. I, uh... I never got into something like that. I would rather get the uh, you know the the velcro with the ball. You know that one where yeah. you can easily catch it. That's you know, a good you one. Play catch back and forth. Right. Uh, thing. These other sports, other than like baseball or you know tennis or or whatever, it's these derivatives of those sports. Yeah. Every old fart that's playing this game now needs a, a new a new hip, a new uh, a new knee or two. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a dangerous dangerous sport. This is why I don't get involved in physical activity. What about uh, would you ever try bocce or have you ever done bocce? Oh, I've done bocce. Bocce balls. Yeah, yeah. There's no but there's no real athletic ability in the in the in, in playing a little booch. No. In the back, not really. I mean, you're throwing a ball towards a, towards a, towards the white ball, and you hope to God you knocked somebody out of the way. So what, you get the point. What about pinochle? Never really played uh, pinochle. No, is no. that that's a card game, right? I believe it is. Yes. What about uh, um, shuffleboard? You ever do shuffleboard? I have not played the shuffle. The one and only time I went on that cruise, I did not uh, partake in the shuffleboard. They still do that, don't they? Some people think that playing shuffleboard in the Lido deck is really all that. Uh, is really all the cruise is about. Yeah, I, I never got into uh, I never got into any other sports other than uh, even when people play volleyball at a party. Yeah, pff, count me out. Yeah, I know. I'm do that. I uh, I, I, I was go I was, to a barbecue for physical activity. Nobody does that. You know, to me, if I'm going to go to your house for a barbecue, mm-hmm. I want to sit in a chair and I want to eat the food. Yeah, and then I want to get out before I'm asked to clean up or or do anything. I want to spill three different items on my shirt before I leave. That's a good plan. Yeah, and say, "You know what? I had a good time." You know how you can tell? Cuz I have some of that pulled pork and I have some of that potato salad and also some of that bean uh, dip that you have over yeah, there, right here. All on, the on shirt. my shirt. Yeah. Now I had a good time. I ruined the shirt, but I had a good time. That should be the way it is. It's 8:57 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102.